Okay, welcome everybody to this week's club development forum session. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about planning for a safe return to boating. Uh, really important for many clubs now, and I know all of the RDOs across the country have been getting lots of inquiries about this. Today, we've got two uh, great guests for you. Um, first of all, we're going to be speaking to Howard Pridding, who is the Director of External Affairs for the RWA. And then secondly, we'll be talking to Paul Adams from Queen Mary Sailing Club. They've already started a risk assessment process. First of all, welcome, Howard. Hi. Good, so we've got a few questions for Howard about the RWA and the way that we're dealing with that, um, the way they're dealing with the situation at the moment. Howard, how has the RWA been representing its members' interests right from the start of this crisis? Well, my team in the Cruising Legal and Government Affairs Department have been talking to governments since the outset of this. Um, firstly, a lot of the work was about the government support uh, that we could get for clubs and, and recognised training centres. But we've talked to government across government on many different issues, from the issues arising out of marina closures to how we can get the British sailing team back on the water to resume uh, training, prepare for next year's Olympics. But underpinning all that we've done, uh, we've been telling government that there's a really strong case, uh, when the time is right, for some form of sailing to be one of the first things that can resume once government starts to ease these current lockdown restrictions. Uh, great. And, and how, how do you, how does the RWA go about this lobbying work? Well, we're talking to government officials across many government departments, and that's from our chief executive down. Um, we also sent uh, letters to three different government ministers last week talking about our concerns about the issues arising about boats being locked down in marinas and the members not having access but also about the early return to, to boating so we're in there at a ministerial level but we also work with other sport ngbs for example the rfu rugby lawn tennis have a similar club structure to ourselves so we are sharing best practice with others and learning from them and we're working with whatever strategic partners that we can uh, to help get our messages over. Yeah it's been quite obvious actually from the amount of interaction that the RAs have with some of the clubs and centres I've seen lots of uh, newsletters going out and and it really makes some of that work clear. So where have, where have the RWA got to, where have we got to in this return to boating plan? Well as you know we are working across the organisation now on a, a return to boating plan which will give a framework and some guidance to clubs. But we have to be realistic about the types of activity that can start, thinking about hygiene and social distancing that will need to be in place, and what we might be able to do without using some of the communal areas at clubs, like clubhouses and, and changing facilities. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll be talking to Paul from Queen Mary about how they've started to look at that in just a moment. So are, are we in a timetable? Is there any kind of gauge of where we might be in a timetable at the moment, Howard? Well, we've had to be clear to everybody uh, from the outset that the RWA will follow government guidance and we can't breach that. So we can only get back on the water as government starts to ease some of these lockdown restrictions. Um, we do need to do our planning and monitor what government's saying, but it's looking likely now that the government will be saying something about the future on Sunday. So we'll see what they have to say then. Um, we all want to get back on the water, uh, but we can only do that as the government does ease these restrictions. And the likelihood is that we'll see a phased approach to different types of boating activity uh, starting as we do start to ease those restrictions. Yeah. 
fantastic. Well, thanks for your time, Howard. I know everyone's going to appreciate uh, hearing from uh, people that are working in the in the lobbying team and working at head office. So, so thanks very much for your time. Next up, we've got Tony Bishop and Paul Adams from Queen Mary Sailing Club. Um, Queen Mary have been leading the way with some of their risk assessment and planning. Uh, I've seen it, it certainly looks very good. Um, so we've got them on to talk a little bit about the process they went through in order to come up with those plans and risk assessments. Every club is going to have different ways of implementing this, but what's certain is that we all need to have some format and some system in order to look at how we return to sailing. So thanks to both of you for joining me. Tony, if we can start with you, can you tell me a little bit about this process and how you started the process of the actual risk assessment for returning and why you decided to go about it the way you did? Yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, I, I think we just need to start with, um, you know, it was complete chaos when we came out of, um, you know, regular sailing um, back into uh, in, into the lockdown. It was it was such a it was a very stressful process. The two weeks that we had to uh, respond to what the government was doing, writing risk assessments um, on the spare of the moment, trying to understand what was happening because obviously sailing isn't mentioned when Boris stands up and starts talking about um, you know social distancing and lockdown. He doesn't mention sailing, um, so we've got to interpret what, what, what was actually happening. So I think. The starting point was that we don't want that situation again. We want to have a situation where we're fully in control, fully understanding the process, an adaptable, flexible approach because we don't know what's going to be said. Um, and, you know, looking at the business side, we need to obviously understand how that then implements uh, with the different lines of income that we have for um, then what, what staffing and what um, activities we need to then um, fund. So from the business side, the phased approach obviously gives us a, um, a plan to be able to come back and financially be able to deliver um, and keep the business uh, running. Because, you know, the, the impact that it's having, as I'm sure it is on all sailing clubs, uh, is massive. Um, you know, Queen Mary, we do a lot of different activities. It's a big training school. It's a big membership. We do big events. Um, we've got third parties, Royal Thames coming down, doing yacht sailing. Um, and we don't think that all of those activities are going to come online immediately. Um, we think that, um, you know, we, we're writing a plan of a five stages. Um, the first stage starts with uh, no sailing, just the staff being allowed to come back into work um, on the basis that uh, non-essential workforce are coming back, but there's no leisure activity in the UK. Um, and I think the phased approach that we're looking at is it's looking externally as much as it's looking internally trying to understand um, what the guidelines and what the changes are um, so, so, so that we can obviously ch cherry pick the, the right activities to bring online um, at the right time. Yeah, that's great. And when you look at your document, it's really clear that you've thought about recreational sailing, racing, all the different types, and then you could shuffle those into whichever phase you needed to actually to be in line with government advice. So it is, it's a really flexible approach you've taken there. So that, that's really cool. So, Paul, um, you, you've been thinking about the risk assessment as opposed to the operating procedures and, and how those two are going to compare. Um, why have you guys decided to look at risk assessment first? Yeah, so um, going back to what Tony was saying, it was um, 
I looked at the document once Tony had, had created it and actually I found since I've had it over the last week or so I've actually adapted and changed it quite a few times depending on what's come out come out of the um, government guidance already so what you were saying about shifting and changing uh, phases works quite well to what's happening so quickly and, and no one can expect or um, or kind of th know exactly what's going to happen straight away when we come out of lockdown um, so being able to have an adaptable phased opening um, gives me a bit of peace of mind basically what I've been doing as well is, is looking at the risk assessment so like you've just asked um, the reason um, I've looked at the risk assessment first before writing um, operating procedures is mainly for my own benefit because I don't want to spend too much time writing uh, ops documents which I think is probably the, the bane of everyone's life in this industry um, and then having to change it again the next day so um, really what I want to do is get an idea of the risk assessment first um, to see what exact risks are out there um, and then we can adapt our SOPs in line with the risk assessment so we just need to identify what what's actually going to happen yeah and so you've both been working on a kind of the beginnings of a social distancing policy rather than implementing it all into your operating procedures you've been looking at a policy specifically around social distancing i think that's a wise move you know because as you say you don't want to be adapting your ops procedures all the time um and getting staff to read and agree them whereas if you've got that social distancing policy they're going to be able to look at that so tell me a little bit about that how you're going to integrate it into your staff and into your club members how are you going to kind of sure. share it um uh, between the club members and the staff uh, i'll be honest with you i've only just started writing it there's not a lot of it yet <laughs> um i've uh, just adapted it from a safeguarding policy to be honest um and just pushed some things into it um, the main thing I've been working on is a uh, staff training document. So when we come back in, um, how to train our staff on, on what to do um, in certain situations. So Tony, when you've been writing these risk assessment documents and the phase plans, uh, what are, what's your emphasis? What, what are you keeping in mind while you're writing those? Well, naturally, we've got a lot of pressure from the members. Um, or we're feeling a lot of pressure from the members. Maybe there isn't, but they, for them to get back to their boats and to get back on the water. Um, and I think that's that's the first step. That that before we do any racing, before we do anything else with training, just getting members safely back to their boats, back onto the water is is absolutely key. Um, but also, then we're looking, you know, at the volunteers and at the staff. Those those two big groups which make the club work and make it happen. Um, it's just how can we safely operate um, and protect the volunteers, protect the staff particularly, um, and keep a safe place for everybody who's, who's coming down. And, um, you know, I go back to the fact that there's there's five phases so that you just take this process slowly. Um, and as Paul's just said, you know, if we need to um, click into the next phase um, and do something a bit quicker, we always can. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's getting the members back to their votes uh, and then looking after the staff and the volunteers. Yeah, and it's great to hear you talk about that because Howard earlier was saying exactly the same thing. Sailing is going to be a phased return. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to have ginormous return to sailing celebrations it, as much as we would all love to. Um, that's just not the way it's going to be. It's going to be phased. And I think your policy works towards engaging your members really quickly like that. So that's fantastic. So thanks for joining me today, guys. No worries. It's been good to speak to you both. And let's hope we can all get back on the water really soon.
So that's it for this week, guys. Don't forget to check with your regional Facebook page, your regional website, to look out for forums for committee members. The forums next week are going to be looking at returning to sailing and a planning for safe return to sailing. So do get on there, have a look, get onto the forums, meet up with some other clubs, your RDO, some other RA staff, and discuss uh, how you are planning to move forward and get some ideas from us as well. So look out for those forums, speak to your RDO if you can't find out how to register for them and get registered on. So looking forward to seeing all of you on those forums and looking forward to next week's topic where we'll be looking at a return to sailing again, but we might look at some more specifics around maybe safety boating, hygiene, um, and also some sailability information. Look forward to seeing you then, stay safe.